Oh my god, we're the best at computers. Oh my goodness. So th- this is it, right? This is where the start of our podcast. The first time ever, the Disc Dads here <laughs> at Rise New York. Um, in this kind of creepy black room, there's some weird blue stuff on top. I really hope no one else can hear us. Yeah, um, I like how we both have our NPR voices on right now. Um, so I think what I imagined is that it would we would start with some like a cover of Wild Horses. Wild Horses couldn't drag me away. That's, I mean, that's sort of the vision, right? Cool, cool. I like it. So, um, who who are we? Who are you? Who am I? Um, I guess let me introduce myself to everyone. Stefan Dicker. Some of you probably know me as Step. Um, it is my common disc dude name, or just dad, as I guess we're really going for. Yeah. Um, I really need to get this beer belly going on, though, if I'm going to be referred to as a disc dad. I feel like it's kind of necessary. Don't worry. I got enough for both of us. <laughs> Don't worry. You're still pretty, Bryn. Thank you so much. Um, so, and I'm Bryn Tulip. People know me as Step as well. <laughs> uh, that's not real. No one knows me as that. Um... Step and I run the Brooklyn Ultimate Leagues together. Some of them. Most of them. Yeah, the, the three out of four. Three out, three out of four in bed. Yeah. Uh, neither of us leave the house in the winter, so we don't <laughs> do the winter leagues. But we are taking up squash. I think that'll be a, a probably a segment of our later podcast. We'll talk about what you want to do when you want to play Ultimate, but you don't want to play Ultimate outside. Yeah, I'm, not a, I'm leaning away from squash and moving closer to mixed martial arts. See, I'm not a huge fan of the mixed martial arts. See, by playing squash, I know my forearms are going to get jacked. I'm going to stay in shape, you know, meet some pretty ladies because, you know, they all just gravitate towards the squash courts in the winter. Yeah, squash honeys. I think it's called (laughs) squash blossoms. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, that's a a (laughs) well-known fact about women. That's just science. That's just how that works. You know, I really wish we could take this time to dial in Tom Crawford. Who's that? Uh, Tom Crawford is. You the guys, we CEO actually we practiced this joke. <laughs> we practiced this joke. We we're like, oh, that would be a good beat for the podcast. Where he's like, who the? We good? actually talked about dialing in Tom Crawford, but I don't know if we actually have that technology yet. It took us like thirty minutes to figure out how to get these microphones working. Well, we got the microphones working pretty quickly. It was mostly the like getting the microphone to be coming through our recording station, which is Steps MacBook Air that he got from work. Yeah, but we have these sweet microphones. We have this soundboard. We don't know what it does. I've been told if I make this thing go up and down, it'll sound all echoey, but it doesn't sound that way. I actually anyway. think you just turned off the whole volume there. Oh, and, great. And well, I think... Well. I think uh, you think that was up? Oh, that's echoey. Yeah, that makes it that makes it a little wet. That's what uh, audio <laughs> recorder. Oh yeah, make it a little wet for me. A little silhouette. Yeah, yeah. we're going back down. Yeah, this is more normal. This is <laughs> I'm a little bit more comfortable like this. If you're listening to our podcast now, meet at us. We're going to be at Disc Dads. I, I hope that, I hope that Twitter's not already taken. That's really I, hope. Yeah, I mean, it kind of sounds like something that might be taken. 
Um... Yeah, moving on. I um, actually want to talk about this great new idea that you had on Sunday, Bryn. you want to expand a little bit more about this potential I calendar? It was... Um, I think both of us had this idea. <laughs> um, it, it was it was born out of discussing Ellis Kim, um, like a, a venerable <laughs> veteran here in New York City. The guy's been around forever. He's also an Adonis. He's, he's just like beautiful man. Beautiful. He's built. They have the nicest legs. They're just like hams. That's what you get for biking, like literally across the country, not to mention being a messenger in New York for years. Yeah, the guy, and he's also just like really sweet. He's just like a very nice man. Oh, he's um, a sweetheart. Yeah, and well, we wanted to see him with very little clothes on. Oh, obviously. And we're like, well, what if we make a disc NY, like, hunk calendar for like fundraising purposes. It, it might, might not be something that we can brand with Disc NY. I'm not sure that's going to be allowed considering we are a youth-oriented organization, but I'm not saying that we show No, I think I don't think that would be that bad of a like there's a lot more on honest things and maybe like kids' moms would want to see that. <laughs> like, you know, like you know, Jimmy freshman who just started playing, his mom is like a little lonely and she's like, "Oh, well, you know, this place is up my work day." Like these like hunky young Beefcakes. This beefcakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want this like really over the top. I want them like oiled. And we made a list. But it has to be themed via the, the season that we're putting them in. So the month, yeah. For example, if it's Ellis Kim January, you know, you got to start off strong at the beginning of the year. We're thinking Ellis Kim oiled up in snow. In snow. <laughs> Just really uncomfortable. Maybe mittens on <laughs> or um, like a like a fur hat. Which and I, obviously a disc covering his nether regions. Well, I, they they can have cl- they don't have to be nude. I would rather have them not be nude. Yeah, like swimsuit. Like, swimsuit. Like, like, think like. But a very thin swimsuit. Yeah, like Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Oh, great. But like Disc NY, like, scantily clad Frisbee Plucker Edition. Brilliant. Yeah, I think that. I think. Uh, Ian, do you know Add what? some sequins to the swimsuit, maybe? Make it sparkle a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Any of those things would happen. I mean, the sky's the limit. There's We have a lot of talented people. We have a lot of photographers. We have a lot of. You know, great looking men. Got a lot of studs. A lot of handsome bros. <laughs> And it's it's a shame that I haven't seen them naked yet. So that's a fair point. You know, as we were talking about yesterday, we came up with a list. We're not going to release it now in the podcast. We still have to confirm that a lot of these people are in. In fact, we don't even know that Ellis is in. We just yeah. we just texted him. Like I, I also ago. I tricked him. I said, <laughs> "Hey, would you like to do this fundraiser?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he hasn't responded. <laughs> But he's a really nice guy, so I think he's going to say yes without learning what it is. But it's funny because as we were going through our top 12 candidates, you know, we were scrolling through our Facebook page, really looking through the rosters on all the teams, we noticed that there was a high correlation of man bun. And I think this is an interesting thing that's happened in the New York Ultimate scene lately. In fact, we had, what, three or four different man bunned men Mm -hmm. that we thought entered our top 12. And considering they make up far less than 5% of the Ultimate community. I'm wondering if there's a correlation between man buns and general hunkiness. I mean, I think that's a no-brainer. I think that's a yes. It's a man hunt! A man hunt! Um, My thing with the man bun is, I'm not totally sure what the difference between a man bun is and just, like, kind of a half-assed ponytail. Because, like, I don't know if these guys had ponytails, if they would be so attractive. I'd be like, yeah. 
you know, so and, the and difference is if you can fold your ponytail in half and tuck it back in, leaving a little bun up there, you got yourself a man bun. That's a man bun. I mean, and there's some there's some very handsome men with uh, with with ponytails. I'm Joel Pitney. Oh, gorgeous. He is a stud. He's he's a, he's like a, he looks like a like a wrestler from the early '90s, and I like it. I think it's a great look. But he is he doesn't do the man bun. It's a ponytail, and I like that. Absolutely. And we have some other classically good-looking men, like Jake Hall. we got to get a ginger in there. I'm still advocating for that. Yeah. Someone who is very physically he, ultimate-esque. Yeah, talking tall, lanky. Uh, yeah, Jake Hall, the lit cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's a great guy. Um, I don't know if you'd want to pose. Uh, I think Sarah near, Cornish near. would like him to pose. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we'd have to go through Sarah Cornish. Um, that's his significant other for those who aren't in the know. Uh, yeah, I think actually going via the significant other route is going to be a great way for us to encourage people to participate in this fundraiser. Yeah, or like pressure. I think pressure people is... Encourage seems like a little bit not what we're trying They're going to commit their significant other's bodies. bodies. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's... That seems fair. Um, question: What's who's our who's our uh, target audience? Our target audience for this 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 podcast mm. idea is it is it the frisbee community in general? Is it the New York frisbee community? Like, are we gonna have to do like hard hitting stuff? So for now, I think we're actually focused at the entire New York City Ultimate community. We want to cover MUD. We want to cover the Brooklyn League. You know, we might bring in some people from that Ulti Rec League. I know they have something on Randall's Island, something on the Upper West Side. Mm-hmm. And we also want to target the club players. We've got the Pony guys. Unfortunately, none of them really play leagues, so it's an entirely different demographic and some market. Of them, some of them do. How many Pony guys do we have in our fall league now? Zero Pony guys. No, no, no. Last to be a Taylor Brooks. I and Gary Dixon, who I also think should be on the calendar, <coughs> hint, hint, um, one of the best-looking men in New York Ultimate now yeah. is playing Mud. Yeah. Taylor Brooks and Matt Wiener, did he play Pony? No, no, no. Matt Wiener was on last call, which is a top select team for um, the mixed division next year. Yeah. So definitely one of the elite teams in our area. Yeah, we definitely, we got, we got representation out there. Um, I mean, Pony came off a long season. Uh, you know, also Fall League filled up super fast. I did. Um, and they, they've been participating in our league a lot, you know, in the past. Oh, for sure. We've had Robbie Gillis, in fact, participated in the first ever league that was down at Brooklyn Bridge Park. He was on our team, right? That's right, the Black Hot Dogs. The Black... What a <laughs> terrible Frisbee team name. Um, yeah. And then my roommate, Sam Taylor, had participated a few times. Absolutely. Uh, Captain Billy Katz. Though there's no doubt. There's been representat- uh, representation throughout, but it's fallen off since, I don't know, it was a long season, like you said. A lot mm. of those guys played Empire or Rumble, mm. and they just didn't want to play something in the fall. Maybe they wanted to focus on disc golf or something like that, or, a little bit or, more relaxing. Yeah. Maybe hanging out with their girlfriends yeah, or their like, friends. Or Yeah, I mean, and, uh, you know, the, the... Apple picking is very important. Let's not underestimate the importance of the apple and gourd picking this time of year. Yeah, that's, that's a big thing that um, takes away... Ultimate players from their routine. Absolutely. You know, it's like the season ends, and they're like, "Oh, I want to stay in shape," but they're like, oh, man, "But there's all these apples everywhere," and they get distracted. I mean, I get it. You know, they had a long summer, and they just want to eat. Uh, tell me, did you actually go apple picking this year? No, I did not go apple. That's picking. right, because you were busy playing fall league. 
Yeah, which it, it ruined my apple picking. Like, I just can't do it. And, and both you and I are both participating in MUD and the Brooklyn League. We're yeah. one of, what, like six people who are doing both of them? Six yeah. or seven? Not a Not lot. lot. Uh, we are committed to New York Ultimate. And we don't have friends. <laughs> Those are the two things that, like, really let us do that. We're working on it, though. That's why we're getting this podcast out here. Hopefully we can get people to tweet at us. And if someone tweets at you, they're automatically your friend. That's how it works, right? Yes. Great. Uh if Pony tweets at us, um, I hope it's not mean. That's like that's the number. They're one. very good at that. Though. Yeah, they're really good at being mean. <laughs> I'm actually surprised they don't have more like enemies because of their tweets. And like, I, I'm gonna leave it at that because I don't want to come under fire. I don't want to like make myself a target. Oh, definitely not. I mean, they've done some great things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they were um, they were actually flirting via Twitter last year with the Florida team, Tabby Rosa, I believe, and they did a great job. I'm sure there were some l- misconnections that happened there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it, and and it's funny, and I mean, it's it's I agree with everything they say. Most, I mean, not everything they say, but I, I feel like it's like really poignant, and they're they're plugged in to the what's happening in the Ultimate community, and they can like react really well. You can tell those guys read Reddit, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> they're big Redditors. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're way up on our ultimate, you know? <laughs> and I think it's all done by committee, so they, they never know who's going to be doing it. Oh, definitely not. And it's like, you know, this like... But I think it's a large influx of the Middlebury guys. They're definitely in charge of those Twitters, you know, what does the saying go? The, uh, the farther you run from Middlebury, the closer you run to Middlebury. I've never heard... Is that really a saying? It's something that Brando used to tell us. <laughs> well, then it's got to be true. And the said it, it's got to be true. Yeah. Um, so this is the point of the podcast where I imagine we got some cool sound effects going on. We <laughs> sort of transition into our next mode. And I was thinking this would be the point where we talk about the heckle of the week. Now, this is really week one, so I guess we haven't been focusing on any heckles, but perhaps you and I could each tell each other one of the best heckles you've heard on the field. Let's keep it within the last year, providing a little bit of context, maybe what tournament it happened at, um, hopefully in the future it'll happen at a league or who knows, whatever happened in the New York City area, but... Yeah, how about you uh, start us off the step? Certainly. Well, I can say I was actually at Wildwood this summer, playing with my RPI alumni team. And that's that's... Rochester Institute of Technology? That's that's right. Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. Rochester Institute of Technology, RBI. Same thing, right? It's weird how you guys spell it. 300 miles away, but no no big deal. Yeah, but same thing, right? Yeah. No, we actually had a a really big rivalry against those RIT guys for that reason. Just because everyone got you guys got confused. Yeah, Yeah, you're welcome. We were great friends with them, but at the end of the day, we always considered ourselves to be the much better school at both Ultimate and, you know, Everything else. Shots Plus, we fired. didn't have to live in Rochester. Yeah, shots lots of fired. shots fired. No offense to Rochester. Love me some garbage plates. In fact, if anyone's going to Rochester anytime soon and you could pick me up a garbage plate, that would be lovely. Actually, I don't know if, uh, Brain, have you ever actually had a garbage plate? Oh, it's one of the most incredible things. Just think everything you want on breakfast. You got potatoes, eggs, hamburgers, hot sauce, just thrown into a bowl and mixed together. I feel like I eat that when I am drunk every time I am drunk. That's why Rochester's amazing. They make the drunk food that you want. God, that's, I feel like that should be on the like the sign when you drive into Rochester. Like, hey, we're great when you're drunk. I've also never had a garbage plate while uh, I was sober, but definitely not, not hungover. Yeah, there's always been alcohol involved with garbage. I mean, you're eating something called garbage. Exactly. Like, there's gonna, yeah. 
Um, but anyway, so I'm at Wildwood, and we have a, uh, a larger gentleman on our team. Um, I'm going to not say his name for the purpose of this podcast, but he's, uh, he's a little bit bigger now. He's got a kid, a little adorable three-year-old who so kind of just a, runs around he's everywhere. He's a disc dad. He's a, di- he's a total disc dad. Okay. Played at RPI for a number of years, even as a grad student. And at one point, he's trucking down the field. And we usually tell him, like, as he's about to get close to a disc, just keep following the hamburger. Go for it. Go get the hamburger. He misses the disc, unfortunately. And someone from the sideline yells, Too big to fail! Oh, that is a good one. I like That's, you know... uh, Is he a good sport? Are you guys being mean to him? Oh, no. He loved it. Okay. That's good. Yeah, because there's, like, there's the audience in the heckle. You know, like, you don't want to... If someone's, you know, self-conscious... You don't want to bring them down. Uh, I'm trying to think of a heckle that uh, I've been part of or I've, I've seen happen. And um, I wish I had prepared because I don't necessarily remember one. Sorry, um, we'll work on it in the future. Yeah, I'll, I'll do two next week. Two next week. Okay, Yeah. great. Uh, so another thing I'd like to do is bring in uh, special guests. Oh, for sure. Which might, um, we might need to figure out third headphones. That sounds like a little much. I don't know. Uh, or you know, well, we'd have to figure out how to do it. Um, who who would who from the New York Ultimate community would we like to bring in here? Who who do you think would be like a dynamic um, co-host for for an evening? Well, I think first and foremost we have to get Luke Walk and Hawk and Hauer into this recording studio because frankly we wouldn't get a talk at all. Luke would talk for an hour and a half straight. We'd have to cut out ninety percent of the things he said because mm. it'd either be too inappropriate or frankly just too funny, and he would make us look bad. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's definite. Um, oh, I do want to visit something, though, that we talked about earlier and that we should come back to about uh, the club players who play in our leagues. Because uh, Bent like, is a huge part of our women's contention. Oh, absolutely. They've been crushing it. Uh, and it's awesome. And we really, it's so cool. It, it elevates the level of play. I know that a ton of them came out to the women's league this summer. Um, and I've heard from a lot of women who aren't on that level. Who said like, "Ooh, this is so great! Like, I learned a lot. It was so cool playing in a league with these like people who are like, you know, up there. You know, like this. Like, they went to nationals. That's like cool. Like, I've never been to nationals. Some I, of the best women in the country play in our league. Yeah, and it's so cool. And like, then they come get beers with us afterwards. It's <laughs> awesome. It's like so cool. And like, you know, we're in New York City. You know, it's like the thing." Um, no, that's an important point, and something we're trying to develop. The point after the games is you actually like your teammates enough that you're willing to go out and get some beers in them, establish a sense of community. What does it mean to be a part of the Brooklyn Ultimate scene? To the point where you can go out, hang out at a bar, and not talk about Frisbee. I know, it's a little crazy, and we mm-hmm. still do talk about Frisbee, like, mm-hmm. 40 to 50% of the time. But after that, we'll talk about other things. Yeah, do you know who I'd love to get in here? Katie Talley. Oh, she's a funny girl. She's a laugh riot. She, she, her and Luke. We could just bring them in and we could walk away. Uh, it would just, it would just be too funny. I think we could release that raw episode. Uh, I, I worry about what Luke would say, or and also, yeah, <laughs> no, we'd have to severely edit that episode. Uh, <laughs> um, who else? Who else would we want to get in here? Um, on the same note of Luke, in fact, I would also like to bring in Lionel Wappinger. I think he'd be a great co-host with Luke. They really feed off each other. I remember being at the Bent All-Star game. Luke was on the ground commenting, and Lionel was just in the back heckling the entire time, and they really fed off each other's energy. Oh, those are great heckles, too. That might have been... Those are great heckles. Actually, maybe we should look to Lionel for the heckle of the week. Yeah. 
Maybe we could just call in and Lionel will heckle us. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that would that would hurt my feelings, but I think it'd be like really poignant and really like get I think the viewers would really enjoy it. Yeah, Lionel's Lionel's if you guys don't know if you don't have the pleasure of knowing Lionel, he is um a very nice man, but uh can have, he has a very biting wit. He's you know, a sharp he, edge. Yeah, yeah, definitely a sharp edge. Um who else would we want to bring in here? Um Oh, let's get some of the mud people down. I'd love to see Matteo Mead. He always has something fun to say, along with Mr. Mark Delacla, who I know you have a contentious point with right now. He currently has arguably the best beard in the New York City area, or at least within the Ultimate community, and something that you are trying very, very, very adamantly to um, take over in. Mark, if you're listening right now, I'm coming for you. And by the end of the fall, my beard is going to be better than yours. Put it on the record. It's right there. It's Lock like, it in. Lock it in. Uh, watch out. Uh, but he's he's like a lawyer, right? He's like a like a real person. He's like a human rights lawyer too. God, he's so cool. God, <laughs> man. You know, like the more you learn about these people that you only know through Ultimate, you're like, okay, you're like you're a guy who wears sweatpants all the time. You know, like oh, you're always in like shorts and sweaty. And then they're like, oh, like, you know, I'm a human rights lawyer. Or, like, oh, like, I run a television studio or something. Like, oh, man, it's so cool. Yeah. So this this space that we're in is beautiful. It's... it's. Yeah, you guys should all come check it out. Uh, we actually had the Disc NY Annual Summit here last week. I thought it was a great success. It was really good. Uh, we also, prior to that, had the fall league draft here this is like the unofficial home of of disc and wide we're slowly just taking over yeah we right now it's all about fintech but soon it's going to be about ultimate and tech. F- fintech is uh machines that help fish swim right fintech yeah absolutely that's why we have the shark out there yeah also there's uh, we'll edit in uh like a like a <laughs> uh, right there yeah um yeah so yeah get 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 uh, Mateo and, and and DQ in here would be great. Um. Oh, so this is a segment of our show, and I don't know how often this is going to happen, but um, I think we should talk about that cool new throw. And so I believe Bryn and I both have one idea of what the cool new throw is now, but if we look back, we're thinking like 2012, the high-release flick, 2014, the lefty scuba, or is that earlier in 2015? I guess when John Nethercutt threw it at College Nationals, that's when everyone was freaking out about the lefty scuba. It really like just high-release lefty backhand was 2014. Really, everyone's moving towards the lefty. It's just the the being able to be aggressive on both sides of the, your body quickly. Absolutely. You know? I've forgotten how to throw flicks. I've thrown so many lefties. No, you threw a really nice flick hook at Mud on Saturday. Oh, I did was, throw I was really... Nice. I mean, it was like one of years. four. But, like, you tried. And you got it. You hit it. A twenty-five percent ain't bad. Hey, one out of four ain't bad. You know that's you know we're doing three out of four of the seasons at Brooklyn. So if you add them up, that makes a hundred percent. Yeah, step step digger, hundred percent flick hooks. <laughs> and so one throw, uh, Bryn and I were recently introduced to. This is actually through one of our young blood teammates. Yeah, who Taylor Rasco? No, no, was it Taylor or Jay? I, I, this is I'm not actually on Young Bloods. Well, my, so. One of my Young Blood teammates. Yeah. Um, I forget who it was. I want to say it was Jay Segal. Anyway, uh, this throw called the Pike Slayer. 
something I'm very excited about. Um, a video we can actually link Ellis Kim to back in, I believe, 2009, the year that Swagger U, which was the University of Pittsburgh team, um, beat Pike at sectionals. And they were all very excited about it. Pike went on, of course, to still win the section and thump them in the finals. But part of the reason Swagger U was able to beat Pike was because of 16-year-old phenom Alex Thorne. Mm-hmm. And he was throwing, or at one point in time, he threw something that we now call the Pike Slayer. Yeah. Which is really a lower-lease, inverted, blady scuba. Yeah, it's like a scuba from your, your your hips. Yeah, scuba from your hips that goes up, and it blades upwards, and then comes back down. So it's really great for being forced backhand. Someone cuts up line, and really you kind of just... Really great like, is, a, is a stretch. But it's that. that cool new throw. It's something everyone's going to be throwing in the next five years... Something is going to become a mandatory part of your arsenal. Yeah, Brody Smith is going to do a like a instructional video about how to do it. And he's going to be like, "Hey guys, uh, he's a pike slayer. You know, you're going to want to hold like this, and, and he's, you know, just like." Um, yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, it's also a horrible throw. It's pretty terrible. It's we keep talking about throwing in the game. We've been talking about it for like two or three weeks now, but mm-hmm. we have yet to actually throw one. It's because it's because it's because it's never the right choice. <laughs> Because, like, you have to, like, have your body angled weird. It's rarely ever an option. Yeah. Really. Like, anytime you can be like, oh, I'm going to throw a lefty scooper. I can throw a foresight. I can throw a break side. Like, it's always an option. Billy, but Billy Katz threw one to me at Clambake. A Pike uh, Slayer. A, it was, I was really mad at him. Did he say Pike Slayer as he released the disc? No, no. Oh, that just, doesn't count. He, it, I just thought it was a bad scooper. I thought he just threw me a weird scooper. And it was just, it kind of just, like, went really high in the air. And then came straight down, and I tried to get under it, and it just, like, bounced off my chest. It was really weird. See, if he doesn't yell, Pike Slayer, as he throws it, it doesn't count. Yeah, it wasn't... It's like when you catch a hammer or a scuba without teapotting. Yeah, it's, you know, it it works, but it doesn't. It doesn't count. You have to immediately drop the disc and just turn over. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I put that one on Billy. Um, Captain Billy Cats. (laughs) Captain Billy. Captain Billy. Um, Killy Bats. Yeah, but... Yeah, those big throws. I feel like all the kids, the lefty, the lefties have come in real hard in the last couple of years. Uh, I remember when I was a when I was learning, it was like, all right, just you know, throw a flick, like get a touch flick down, and they're like, oh, we don't need touch flicks, we'll just throw lefty backhands. I'm like, guys, come on. I know you were very against lefties in the beginning. You keep saying, "Stop! Why are you throwing lefties? Stop throwing all these lefties!" And now, well, I think it, you've come around. I've seen you throw a couple of in-game lefties. Well. Your lefties are really bad for Whoa. quite a while. Oh, they were, but they got a lot better. Yeah, and and, and now that they're of course they're gonna be bad at the beginning. That's how you get better. You practice. That's true. I just didn't want you to practice with me. <laughs> I think you threw one at like a league final game. Did we win? No, we didn't win that one. That was that was fall. Oh no, that was prior to my lefty. No, insurgence. that was that was that was part of it. Really? Yeah, spring, fall, oh four. So one year ago. Oh four. That was like. 11 years ago. 14? Oh, God, I'm old. Yeah, 14. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was... It was <laughs> no, you're right, I remember. When we lost to the uh, the Newark umpire. Oh, God, they were a great team. They were a good team. And what was our we team? We had a great team, too, though. What was our team name again? Uh, Turned up. Oh, All the Way Reggaeton. All the Way Reggaeton, that's right. We never listened to enough reggaeton music, though. It's because reggaeton's very hard to listen to <laughs> if you don't speak Spanish. <laughs> And I don't think anyone but Corey Fox spoke Spanish on their team. There's um, one more topic I wanted to cover before we wrapped up. Yeah. Um, something, again, I don't know if it's going to happen every week or every podcast. Who knows even how often we do this podcast. 
but it's how you use ultimate skills in your everyday life. Yeah, do you have do you have something as a thought to that already? Or? Yeah, something that I was thinking of, definitely use it every single day of my life, getting in and out of the subway. You know that you ask people, well, I mean, as you're getting off the train, you expect people to kind of clear out of the way, right? Yeah, clear. Clear, literally. I literally want, I'm yelling at them, clear, clear, and they're just yeah. not moving. Instead, they're standing in front of the doors. So I've got to, like, cut and bob and weave in between all these people so I can get off the train. Mm-hmm. Does anyone ever call a pick on you? They try. Yeah. Yeah, you just you just ignore it. Cheat to win. Because I contest the foul every time. Yeah. Sometimes when I am making dinner, uh, I will chop and cut my food and then I will put it into a pot or a pan and I will heat it. Um, and sometimes you don't want um, some food you don't want to cook for too long or it'll, it'll wilt. So like I'll, I'll like make a food and I'll put, put some lettuce on top and like if you let the lettuce get too hot it'll wilt and get gross. So I'll put it in I'll say still one, two, three. <laughs> uh, and I'll do, I'll, I'll stall it out and then I'll take it off the heat. So I'll stall to ten, but just the T and ten. So I'll do one, <laughs> two, three, and that'll fast count. I'm like, all right, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six. Even this is kind of, it's just I don't want to you know, do the whole thing. But uh, no uh, one ever actually talk, counts to ten anyway. So it's really like seven seconds. Yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes you do if you're like a cool marker. You have great downfield defenders. You know, the stall is is like my dream. I, I stalled out Josh Kett once. And he was unpleased. He was un. He was. He was upset. Best handler in Brooklyn. Best best handler, and he's he can do any whenever he wants. He has every throw. He's, he plays in pants. That's why it always astonishes me that he's not a first round pick every year. And he shows up. He's a disc dad. He's, he's a total he, disc dad. He's a disc dad for sure. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. He's great. He's got great pants. He plays in <laughs> pants. I just Mateo does it too. The disc dads. Is there a generation of men who are like, all right, we got to play in pants? I think it's when you hit a certain age. But, like, Alice Kim doesn't, and he's their age, right? I think Alice is a little younger. Really? I don't know. I don't know how old those guys are. I mean, Alice looks like he's 22, but he's going to look that age for the next 30 years. Yeah, Alice looks like he's, like, sudden, Alice looks like he's, he's 19. Age. He looks like, I, I, I wouldn't sell him alcohol. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's... he's Ellis Kim. This is like the Ellis Kim hour. I just would like to do a podcast just talking <laughs> about Ellis Kim, uh, which we've already done. We've already sort of done. Sounds like he needs to be our next co-host. Bring him in a guest spot. Yeah, but he's got some stories. He's got to. Oh, for sure. And like fitness tips. Oh, there you go. There's a new segment right there. Ellis Ellis's get jacked for the winter. <laughs> Ellis's reduce your body fat to one percent. Yeah, squat chat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Squatsies with Ellis. Squatsies sounds gross. Uh, let's let's yeah, wrap so, it up. Um, thank you all for taking this time. I'm surprised if more than three of you are still listening to our podcast anymore at this point because we've rambled on for quite some time. I'm sure we're going to edit out a whole bunch of stuff. But thank you for listening, and we'll get back to you in the next couple of weeks. Um, feel free to tweet at us at Disc Dads if that's actually a Twitter. Well. Whenever we post this, we'll actually put the Twitter up. Yeah, we'll work on it. If there any questions, um, I think we had some sort of Twitter shout-outs before. In fact, we could have, like, a Tweet of the Week if anyone wants to have anything like that out there. Yeah, and, I mean, if this gets any response, maybe we'll do it again. And if not, we'll probably do it again either way. 
And so I think uh, from Distads, this is uh, we're signing off. Out. <laughs> <laughs>